from Quite the Thing Media. Hello everyone, welcome back to What a Manoeuvre. Like everything in wrestling, all good things come to those who wait. Uh, it's Kev, back with the first episode in, well, let's just say far too long. Um, and I'm pleased to be joined, as always, by my wonderful tag team partner, Mr Craig Fry. Craig, how are you? I'm great, mate. You rested, it's recovered, great. ready to go? Oh, hell yeah. I've been, uh, yeah. been so immersed in wrestling, I even watched NWA and um, Impact. Yeah, that, that's something that we'll come on to. Um, today, folks, we're going to do a... I, I, I think maybe we can call them full watch-alongs, because what we do is we stick something on the background, we have to talk about that, we have to talk about modern stuff, and then, as always, we'll go back to 1997. Um, today's half-watch-along will be um, probably quite fitting, because it's the anniversary, because it was in UK soil, um, contained the biggest UK star of the... Uh, Probably ever. Would you say that Bulldog's still the biggest main UK draw? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that I would, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it's, we're going to watch the main event from SummerSlam 92, which is Bret Hart versus Bulldog. Bulldog's going to manage to carry Bret to a world-class match. Um, the first question I'll ask you is, where was your fandom in 1992? Um, what we just had Hogan had just left um, Savage was champ um, this was another one where it was like it's two of my favourites in the main event it was um, Brett and Bulldog um, you could never really resonate too much with the, the ultimate maniacs um, <laughs> so these two were these two were getting my attention um, but they were, were done the um, the previous Battle Royal and Joe Brett coming off that match with Piper. Um, I think these two would probably be my favourites at the time. Um, we'll get on to about the turnover in the roster then. in 1992 was phenomenal. Even look at this paper, even those that aren't with the company by the next one. But um, yeah, I think this was probably the two that engaged my interest the most. Um, so rightfully so, they were in the main event. Um, before we get really into it, right, I'll tell it to mine, right, I got really into wrestling Royal Rumble 91, um, I was a big fan, like you, right, and we'll touch on this card as we go through, right, because we're not going to call the match hole by hole, but we'll touch on this card as we go, right, now, I loved how big the Intercontinental title was here, I had absolutely no clue what the story was around the the world title, I have absolutely no idea who cares whose corner Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair are in. Didn't make sense to me. You know, there's some things you, you, you go and you watch as a kid and then you go back and you go, oh, that's what they were meaning. Oh, right, okay, I get it now. Nah, still no idea. Flair's in full ring gear as well. Nah, it's, um, ah, it's so, so strange. Um, I mean, we spoke about Ric Flair before and how when he came in, Obviously, if you were a wrestling fan, right, and I should probably clarify this, I think you're probably fall into this category as well. You were a WWF fan, you weren't a wrestling fan, you were a WWF fan. So, like, I didn't know there was NWA at this point or WCW, I had no idea. Territories, what? Um, so, we were used to 
Hogan, Warrior, Bulldog. Brett's a wee bit smaller, but he's still built. Um, Warlord, right? But LOD, these guys are huge. Then you get this skinny wee old guy with a, a 1980s hairdo, and he's like, it's world champion. Like, like, just from a visual point of view, you're like, nah, I'm not having that. Cheated to beat Tito Santana in the London show. Um, is the sole survivor of the Survivor Series by running out of the ring and hiding from everyone. Uh, or, or getting back in the ring whilst everyone's fighting outside and then he wins the title for <laughs> the next pay-per-view. It's, uh, and the thing is, as well, WWE's always been WWF. It's always been a face promotion. So to them, like, you know, the, you know, the heel champions um, were, like, you know, three weeks transitional champs. Superstar Billy uh, Graham being the exception though. Sorry, it's not three months, I suppose. Strange, strange. Right, let's get this show on the road, right? We're both at about two hours thirteen thirteen. On my screen I've got a big Union Jack. Um summer ninety two. Um everyone's good to go. You good to go? You you ready to play in three, two, one and we'll go? Hundred percent, Lomi. Right, let's go. Three, two, one, go. I should probably turn mine down so we can't hear the commentary. Big bulldog sign. So this is very much face versus face. Oh, we've got a celebrity walkout with Davy Boy. Yep, Lennox Lewis. The, the relationship between WWE and boxing. I know. It's timeless, yeah. you know. You've got Muhammad Ali at Mania <laughs> 1. Tyson was supposed to do a guest referee spot for Hogan Savage until he lost the title. Then obviously got Lennox Lewis here. Tyson, WrestleMania 14. And even Tyson Fury getting a, a Saudi <laughs> payday. Now, the, the recently retired Tyson Fury, so, um, hmm. <laughs> of course, we're, we're, doing, we're recording this right in between SummerSlam, which I have not watched, um, and Clash at the Castle, which is mm, something a bit rocky, but look at, the, look at this. Everyone's going absolutely nuts in this crowd for Bulldog, who has come through the tag division, was working his way up to the IC belt. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> he, he wins the IC belt, right? But he never ever got that main event push. He ne- they never ever went with him. Do you think that was good reliability? I don't know. I mean, but you, you can see it in the look. You can sell a UK pay per view on the back of Bulldog. Yeah, you could, look at that. You look could at slot, Absolute bonkers. You could slot him in. Um, I think in his next run, he was like, as a heel, he was like a, a B pay per view yeah. contender to Brett, Diesel, Sean. Hmm. I think, I think that's that. the role was it a, a, well, sham, was it a, well a Shamrock. A Shamrock would come into that sort of role, wouldn't he? When he mainly went the B pay per views. Who, uh-huh. On paper, you go, yeah, he's, he's a legit threat. Um, and here comes Brett. Yeah, with an entrance so long that his music plays twice. <laughs> um, this is, of course, an old, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stampede Wrestling matchup. Yeah. Um, Brett just looked cool, didn't he? I know I, I tease you, Brett Hart fans. Um, but Brett looks cool, didn't he? <laughs> Look at that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the sunglasses, those like paper icy titles. I love the old merch in the background. Yeah, oh, I I mean, one, aye, one, like one, terrible, one. terrible t-shirts, and they like 
But there's the, the styrofoam LOD things. This would be LOD's yeah. last pay-per-view, wouldn't it, till what, 97? 97, yeah. I mean, that's what I was waiting to say. The, the folk that are on this pay-per-view that aren't the next one, you know, by the time you get to Survivor Series, LOD's gone, Warrior's gone, Bulldog's gone. And this is the same year where you've just lost Hogan. Mm. Very much a transition year, right? And, 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 and take the stake and Piper from the, from the WrestleMania card. And said, and said. So <laughs> let me try Bulldog here. So Bulldog would go to WCW shortly afterwards. He would get involved with Vader, Sting, uh, a midget. Am I right saying that? William uh, Regal as well. William Regal. Um, yeah, he, debuted, he debuted at Slow, what do they call it? Super Bowl uh, 03. Paired up with um, Sting, challenges Vader. Him and Vader used to have some great matches. Even 1997, they had some. <laughs> <laughs> we always go back to 97. Um, and then they had a, a bar altercation um, and got released just before he was away to challenge Rude for the big gold belt um, before reappearing at SummerSlam 94 um, in the crowd for the cage match between Brett and Owen. Um, yeah, it's, and then of course he would come back, he would, was it then he was put in like the Allied Powers tag team match with Lex Yeah, he, he was runner up, he was um, runner up in the 95 Rumble, then him and Luger are Allied Powers, and he turns on Diesel just before SummerSlam 95, um, it's a challenger to Diesel. Diesel drops the title to Brett. He's a challenger to um, he's a challenger to Brett. And then it's the whole Camp Cornet against Yoko, Jake, Ahmed for most of the summer before Brett and Owen beat the guns to have that tag title run before they drop it to Austin and HBK. And of course, we leave after Montreal, then come back in '99. Wearing jeans. Well, he actually wore his normal tights for the first pay per view, that six pack. Six pack challenge, yeah, something like that. I know it was. It was a shame to watch, watch. Um, I, I was like that. Yeah. It wasn't half as bad as having to watch Rick Flair <laughs> last match. Yeah, um, I was going to say we could do a retirement ma- uh, match special and watch some of the the last matches. Course you've got different <laughs> variations of the word retirement, I suppose. Uh, you've got right. someone like Sean who can uh, retired brilliantly, and then came back and done a Saudi show that was appalling. You've got Brett's last match was WrestleMania 26, which was appalling. You've got Flair, of course. You've got Terry Funk's 412 retirement matches. Um, what was Hogan's last match? Has that been TNA? Uh, the six man, a six man tag at a house show in, um, in the UK for TNA. He still, he still wants one more. I'm still holding out that we'll be an Andre the Giant um, Battle Royal, and he can just, you know, have that Iron Shake um, WrestleMania 17 spot where he can win a battle royal because he can't fall out the ring. Well, that's the point I made. I know we're going off on like a mega tangent as always, but. Like, see with Ric Flair's retirement, I, I watched the match, I never watched the pay-per-view, right? I watched the match. And if that was Hogan, right, it's so easy to do a Hogan retirement tag match, because what do you want from Hogan, right? 
all you want him to do is stand on the apron, well, maybe come in, right, a couple of punches, blah, 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 the, the usual Hogan match, push him away, then he'll tag out, whoever's his partner will get, <laughs> he'll get the heat for the heels, they'll take over, eventually Hogan will get the hot tag, he'll do a couple of punches, he'll take a beat down, he'll hulk up, and then if he can do a leg drop, that's it. As we're with Flair, Flair wants to do all the spots, and <laughs> Flair was more of a worker, so he can of do it. It's, it's just, it's not possible. Um, right, that's a question I was going to ask you right, right here. So we've got David Boy Smith currently in a long tights, BB on his boots, uh, the union flag down one leg, I think, um, with the dreadlocks. What was your favourite David Boy look? I think we might have touched on this before. I still think this one. Oh, yeah, see, see for me, I, I like the, the 97, where he's a wee bit slimmer. Uh, he's got a Union Jack trunks, and I think he'd like... I want to say dreadlocks in the boots, but I think he'd like tassels around the boots. Tassels, yeah, tassels in the boots. Uh, the, the Heart Foundation leather jacket. I mean, I can't believe that no one's made a goal with his son. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he was on... He's an absolute horse. He's like six foot five. You he's got the family legacy. You wouldn't think it would that be difficult. I mean, you're not saying you're not saying push him. You're just saying, <laughs> as you say, make him something. It's kind of been a hard team. Was it? It was a Tyson Kidd he was in the tag team with in WWF. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, aye. Yeah. When you think of some of the people I've had in, uh, some of the people still got. Don't make me see sixteen years of the fucking Miz. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even 13 or 13 years of Natalia. Exactly. Um, I, I love the Anvil, but God, she's just getting so boring now. It's... She's just, but, she's one of those mechanics, isn't she? She's there because she can have a decent match. I mean, she's no real personality. If she wasn't yeah, so, like to the hearts, then she'd be just dull dishwater. See, I, I always go back to the big boss man and, you know, Jumping about promotion to promotion and, and Bulldog to an extent as well, where they come back, they feel fresh. Look what it did for Drew. Look how Drew mm. felt better when he came back, you know, versus Sheamus, you know, who's been there, what's it, world champion 13 years ago for the first time and, and hasn't gone away. And yeah. it's like, and, and spoiler alert, that's probably going to be the hometown pop because Sheamus is challenging for the IC title. That clash at the castle to com- to complete his ultimate grand slam. Um, things like I mean, we're talking about this match, right? And this is a very much a babyface babyface match, right? It was it was pick your poison sort of thing. And I must say, it back then I was a bigger Bret Hart fan than I was a Bulldog. Like if you made me pick, um, I Bret was just cool. He had the long hair, the glasses, the leather jacket. He was a good wrestler. You don't think that at the time, but you think believable, right? Um, this match would then be redone for what? Was it 95? For, did you say for a world title match for Brett? Yeah, in December 95. And then I'm trying to think if it was done again. I don't think so. No. So yeah. So you've got this, right? This is the, And this is the problem I'm talking about. The other thing I really like about this is the IC belt means something here. I've said for ages that the IC belt should be big enough to main event pay-per-views. I think it helps keep your world champion fresh. Um, the IC belt hasn't been on a pay-per-view for over a year. 
that's what I'm saying. It, it, again, right, without going over all ground, I think the IC belt should be the main belt on Raw. The US belt should be the main belt on SmackDown. And then you have a world champion that goes between all three brands if you really want to, right? But all two two brands. They can pick what they want to do. Um, I said, I think it spawns other things for the winner of the Royal Rumble. So whoever, I've said this before, whoever, if you've got general managers, right, and you don't need to have general managers as in the way Bischoff and Stephanie were, right? But you could have a thing where Raw and SmackDown face off at Survivor Series and whoever's team wins gets extra spots in the Royal Rumble, right? Therefore, if you have two men feuding, they would realistically want to have to work together a wee bit because they gain something, not just, I want to win because I am Raw, even though I was in SmackDown yesterday. It's stupid. As I be say, right, okay, Raw gets, let's just say, seven spots, right, for Tom's sake. SmackDown gets seven spots automatically, and NXT gets seven spots. And then the winner of the Royal Rumble, or sorry, Survivor Series, gets an extra few spots in the Rumble. Therefore, people will need to work together. Um, I said, I just think it, it makes more, it gives more importance to your your title belts. And I say they can main event the B pay per views. If you, I mean, we, I always tend to think of it as a an 87 model, right? But you've got your big four Rumble Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, right? You can see Brett, man. Wording some instructions to David there. Um, but Brett was always good at doing it. He would push his head right in as if he was trying to get a grip. He wouldn't just sort of shout out the way Cena did. Um, this is the thing as well. They don't get rest, rest spots anymore. Man. Uh, the moments just shoot their loads so early. The four-minute matches. This just brings the crowd back down. Let's them have a breather. Nah, I'd actually, I'd do away with the whole Raw versus SmackDown shit. I think one of the better pay-per-views, um, or one of the better Survivor Series, like so Six, where it was like a mix and match. Yeah. Have, you know, like a, you know, two from Raw, two from SmackDown, two from ECW, um, and this is, you know, traditional Survivor Series elimination, which I was just, it was one of my favourite uh, pay-per-views, even the early ones. And yeah, they're, you know, it's the same, you're watching the same match over and over, but they were always entertaining. They always helped develop storylines. Um, and then, well, in fact, it's, um, the pay-per-view followed. Oh, nice. The pay-per-view oh, following, uh, followed this one where they had, had like one traditional Survivor Series match. It just became another pay-per-view. I was going to say, this is my... I love Brett's Bulldog. I thought it was brilliant the way to do it. Um, this is my point, right? So... I'm a big fan of when these guys would have fought when it was the Heart Foundation versus the Bulldogs. Yep. They would have fought again at IC level, right? And then they would fight again for the world title. Mm-hmm. So this is, if people always go, hmm, long-term storytelling, as if because they've done something on a throwaway angle on, I don't know, Velocity 20 years ago, right, and try and make a mockery of it. But this is, this is the sort of story I like, so they can call back Oh, last time we fought, Brett, um, I beat you. Well, David, that was in front of your hometown. Now we're fighting in Canada. Now it's for the world title. Blah, 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 blah. It gives you that. This was was one of the first examples of them, you know, pulling back the curtain as well. You know, oh, by the way, these two are brothers-in-law. You know, we can see them feud between us in January 87. The um, January 87 Hearts beat Bulldogs for the, the tag titles. So we're now like five and a half years on further. 
And they've, like you said, they've had matches, they've been, you know, they've been involved in Survivor Series. Oh, great. That's how it went, is that? So, um, and, but you never knew that. I mean, uh, dare I say, if you were, you know, a dirt sheet mark or, you know, <laughs> buying the magazines, you, you might know, you might know that. But, you know, you, the, the main audience, you know, 90% of the audience didn't know that they're related. In fact, they probably wouldn't have even heard of Stampede Wrestling. Exactly. Because it was, that was the way WWF was promoted. It was, don't talk about anything else. <laughs> if anyone leaves, they just disappear. See, I was, a w, yeah. I was a WWF fan, but I didn't have Sky, so it was either, ah, oh, this, oh. that's probably when he comes over the rope and grabs that headlock. <laughs> um, which I think Brett said almost injured his knee. Um, yeah, but I didn't have Sky, so I was getting friends to tape it for me, um, tape the pay-per-views for me. My weekly television was WCW Worldwide, like 1 o'clock on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, something like that, if your VCR timer managed to record it <laughs> or put like a, a four-hour long play tape on and record it. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, then, and then hope you get it. But I say, like, look at the other ones, right? Sean versus Brett. The Rockers should have beat the Heart Foundation for the tag belts. The ring broke. The match was terrible. They scrapped it. They fought again for the IC belt. Oh, in fact, it wasn't for the IC belt, wasn't it? Not? It was for Brett's world title. Sean's belt wasn't on the line. Uh, oh, Survivor Series 92. They fought earlier on in one of the first ladder matches for the, um, yeah. the IC belt. Well, then, of course, certain... they had many, many feuds as champions. Triple H and Rock. They feuded in DX. I think they actually had an IC match before that, 97. Yeah, they were. Yeah. 97, well, um, Triple H dropped to Rock. But I was watching the Luger documentary. When Luger went to WCW, every year he was there for that five year period, he had a match with Hogan. You know? <laughs> um, Brett and Sean were involved with each other one way or the other every year from the 80s. Maybe 91 is the exception, where they never had a moment. But certainly. Hmm? Never crossed past in 91. Right. But if you look at their singles career, 92, they had Survivor Series. 93, they were um, Survivor Series because Sean stepped in for Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, 94, Sean's seconding Diesel um, at King of the Ring. So they're still getting involved there. 95, um, there's the run-in and the, the Brett V. Diesel match. 96, there's the Iron Man. 97, there's... Um, <laughs> 97, there's Sean. Just, just 97. <laughs> <laughs> 97. I, 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 um, I watched um, Raw um, from um, 18 October 97, the first time... Um, Sean and Triple H teamed up. You just end up just keep letting them run, and they just they don't get old. Um, um, and it's it's. I think what I say to us before we came on, there's like you know, thirty minutes combined worth of wrestling, if that. But I mean, some of them might work. I forgot how good Farouk was in the nation. It's <laughs> probably just, underrated. Like the first nation is not very good. Yeah, but the second the second nation, uh, once Ahmed gets kicked out of rocks in it, Farouk is just absolutely lethal on the mic. 
I'm just, I'm just wondering if they could push that envelope today. Well, the thing is as well, well I don't... I, I, see, when they turned Rock on Varuk, what, would that be 98? June yeah, or something, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, yeah. I don't remember going, oh, I really like Varuk. <laughs> now you're like, hmm, Rock's still quite cool. <laughs> so I always think Varuk was better as a heel than a babyface. That was the problem with the factions, you know, because after Mania 14 in 98, DAX were like heel for a month or two, then face. Nation managed to keep it going, although God knows what they were thinking, putting Owen in there. But you, you still like them because, I mean, Godfather's coming out as a pimp. I, I thought Dilo was brilliant. I thought Dilo was so underrated. Um, and, and yes, he's, yeah, and the, shaking the head. And he stayed at his level and was like, I mean, with draws, half of the draw. Good God, he's pulling those dreadlocks like he's uh, uh, like he's Romero playing for Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> during the entrance, there was a classic, uh, that classic Spurs um, away top. The, the first Umbro one that had like the, the goal almost on the shoulder. Caught a glimpse of that. Such a strip mark. But yeah, again, right, we go back to this match. This has been 99% in the ring. And the small bit outside the ring was probably for a minute or so. And it was just involved in the post. I think Davies came off the top once when he missed. Yeah. Because that, that was a big thing. If a big guy like this went up a top rope, and it was a feature I used to love in, um, like, the N64 wrestling game. Don't know if you ever played them. Yeah. Like so, the the big guys. Like if you're a giant, like Nash, you couldn't go up top rope. No, Nash didn't go up top rope. So it wasn't like you could go up there and whip out a frog splash. You know what I mean? Uh, it was always a big thing when a big guy went up top rope. Oh yeah, I know. And then Big Show started doing a drop kick from the top <laughs> rope in WCW, <laughs> and and Brock tried to shoot in Star Press. It's funny, I listened to Cornette's podcast this week. Have you listened to it yet? The drive-thru? Yeah. The drive-thru, but he's talking about how Russo wanted Yoko Zuna to join the Heart Foundation. <laughs> and you're like, really? Uh, I swear to God, I think Russo could do a better job in the AEW right now than the Booker of the Year. Um, I've, I've not watched. I've seen a bit of Punk come back. Uh, I'm not a Moxley fan. I've seen Moxley... Kissing some yeah. guy in the middle of a ring, yeah. you're like, that's, that's not really watched, what I just watched the end of SmackDown, right? So Drew and, and Roman have a brawl, and it feels like a brawl. And Dynamite starts off with these windmill punches that aren't connecting. You know those annoying, like, Kevin Owen ones, where I'll put my hand on your shoulder, you put your hand yeah. on your shoulder, and uh, it's like, dude, when I said, oh, because I went to a SummerSlam, uh, Wormhole as well, then went on in '94 and see the ferocity of Owen and Brett when they're trying to escape the cage. You know, it feels like a fight, it looks like a fight. I'm just going to go angry, man, shout at clouds if I start talking about dynamite anymore. Apart from the acclaimed and reunited with Billy Gunn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um... Oh, it's uh... It's different now. Different. Um, I see Kenny Omega's back, which will... Exactly. I mean, it's for, it's is... for 5% of the bloody audience. 
is. It's, um, I mean, back then, you would grow. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I actually actively encouraged someone to come watch modern wrestling. You get like you get little kernels. I mean, this year SummerSlam was quite good. I I really enjoyed it to be honest. Um, but mind you, it might be the it might be the if a SummerSlam ends in a two, <laughs> it's great, you know. So we follow this up ten years later with you know Sean's comeback against Triple H. And I watched Rock, that the other day. That was absolutely uh, brilliant. And Rock v Brock. Um, which I think they're still trying they're still holding it holding <laughs> at that first yeah I'm, I'm trying to remember what I think 12 is or 12 is Triple H against um, Lesnar was that um, see after like maybe 5 or 6 they'll blend into one for me but right, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels was brilliant because I remember it, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan right um, I love Dickhead Shawn of, of 97 I think it's brilliant Um and then when he came back, he heard he's coming back. And it used to be the rumour. I don't know if you ever read Sky Text during the day, uh, back in the day, I should say. It was like, oh, um, I've heard that Undertaker and Kane will show up on Nitro tonight. Like, just to pick a slot of nonsense, right? Make yeah. Steve Meltzer look accurate, right? But so every pay per view, oh, I've heard Shawn Michaels is coming back. And I remember being at, um, or sorry, watching Deadly Games 98. And remember, Bossman yeah. had a mystery opponent. It turned out to be Dwayne Gill. Oh, yeah. Looked, the whole crowd chanting HBK, HBK. Um, but when he came back, I remember people saying, like, this is not going to be Shawn Michaels of 95, 96, 97. Don't expect moonsaults. Don't expect this. Don't expect that. So I, I, I'd quite limited my expectations for it. And then when he came back, he just rocked everything. He jumped off the top ropes on the tables. And from all accounts, he just... He, he got that much out of him, but it was really, it was really like another almost eighteen months before he got, you know, truly back into the groove. Because you know, he had, he had the elimination chamber. He had the the with, with the worst tights and worst haircut ever that I've ever. I've ever since it was a last minute decision. It was those tights and that haircut. And that was his last. That was his last world title, mm-hmm. which also ruined any any further you know title matches that he had. Yeah. going forward because you knew he wasn't going to win it but then it was like 93 it was just you know hang, the match with Jericho tag matches with Nash which you know never get old either and then it was probably the Survivor Series 03 when he does the you know 3v1 falls short then he has a um, draw with Triple H and then he's into the, the Wrestlemania main event picture and then he's like really you've got an HBK back <laughs> Just a slap across the heat to push him through the ropes. Do you know what else I love for the comeback? Do you remember they done a Rockers reunion? I want to say. Yeah, five or something? Yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. Marty, yeah, who was on, uh, we were talking before we came on about the, what show was it, the biographies? Yeah. And the DX one, and Marty is just such a hillbilly, isn't he? Uh, yeah. We were all around that and we were drinking men and girls and they're like, oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> no wonder they didn't yeah. let you do promos. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, though, that, that Kansas and AWA crew in the 80s, you know, <laughs> Sean, Nasty Boys, Hennig, Scott Hall. That would have been some breaks out. Um. Hey, let's let's talk about the rest of this car, Paul. 
Bulldog has just perched Brett up and see like this is a difference right from modern wrestling like Brett's helping him here right but Brett's clearly disguising it it's not you punch me you take a step while I hold you I'll punch you you hold me I take another step like Bulldog lifted him up there and then stood up himself again small yeah. differences or, or, or referees acting as stagehands to hold oh. ladders so you it's like um, let's look at the other card, the, the rest of this card, right? So, many of these are main events anywhere in the world. The first couple of dark matches, so Duggan and the Bushwhackers mm, versus the Mountie and the Nasty Boys. Uh, that's probably early 90s WWF summed up in a tag match there. Papa Shango versus Tito Santana. LOD in their last match with Paul Ellering. I never understood when they... That's not a thing. Look at Brett here just to work himself into the sharpshooter. We'll try his later try on Yoko. Also, did you see... Did you listen to Cornette talking about Jericho messing up the figure four round the post? Yeah. Yep. Um, like, Brett's messed this up a wee bit here, but Brett will cover it. Like, it just looks out... Because the way Brett does it is that he doesn't, like, do it and then... Yeah, like, let's look at like, grabbing the tights. I love that intensity. So that, that says to me, look, if you're watching, like, we are watching with the sound off, right? You can tell this guy's giving this everything he has. Look, he's pulling back, he's stretching, he's grabbing the tights to make sure he the gets facials, everything. Yep. And you, really, and you really feel that Bulldog's in trouble here. I just yeah. make it um, And it's August and Diana is wearing gloves. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> It's nighttime. If it was Bruce, how he'd be wearing sunglasses. Everybody, <laughs> right? So the LOD defeats Money Inc. I always thought it was quite a sad. Well, there you go. There we go. Roll up for the win. Cow goes wild. Uh, look at that. That's probably the same amount of reaction you'd get if England had scored a win on Wembley at that time. Um, but God bless the I always, <laughs> I always thought it was quite a sad fall for DiBiase. Come in really, really hot with a, one of the best gimmicks ever. It was challenging Hogan. Always been interesting to see. That's always a, a sliding doors moment. What if they gave him the belt? I know it led to the, the million dollar belt and whatnot, but always thought, why did you not go with that? You know what I mean? Just let him have it. But as you say, it was a face company back then. Um, and then he sort of bows out quietly after falling down the ranks. Um, oh, here we go. Here is a main event anywhere in the world. Tokyo Dome, 25 stars. Nails defeated Virgil in 3 minutes, 55 seconds. That's to get over. Well, that's how, you, that's how it used to work, because you didn't have weekly television. You had like, the odd match of superstars. Nails just debuted in the company. He's attacked the boss man. Virgil's pals are the boss man. They're going to face it at pay-per-view. Nails is going to beat Virgil. You're setting up for the next one. Um, next is, up is... Three months now. This is fucking brilliant, this next match. <laughs> Rick Martel versus Shawn Michaels with a no hitting in the face rule. Uh, and, and Sherry Martel's outfit. Double, uh, t- double count out. The natural disasters, right? I always think it's good to have a fat team. Right? That's not me fat shaming, mate. I'm not exactly a, a 28 waist. But, like, you see all these guys that are uh, like big bodybuilders and stuff like that. I always think it's good to have a fat team every now and then. They can just trust people. Neighbors. Right. What was it? Any machinery? Brett Goldar's got the belt in his hand and are waiting. Oh, Brett's going to get out of the ring, going to sulk. 
Brett doesn't sulk though. He's I just want David to look at him. He's saying, David, look at me, 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 look at me. He's like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, the whole summer before had David had a staff infection and was just smoking crack with an anvil in Florida. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, I Brett. By the next paper, by the next paper view, Brett's the champ. Oh, that's what I say. And they'll pull me so Yeah, friends are saying, Brett has a WF champion. He's just lost it continental, you know? I know, it's weird, right? It's like, you look at someone like Orson Theory who dropped the US title and then went on to win money in the bank even though he wasn't advertising it. The way things work sometimes does not change. Um, aye, so the Beverly Brothers were <laughs> up against the natural disasters. Crush defeated Repo Man. Who, Demolition. But, but again, that is really the thing. They just didn't talk about that. They just... I mean... <laughs> Crush was one of these guys. What was his best incarnation for you? Was it Nation Crush, Hawaiian Crush, Demolition Crush, or I like I like the Kona Crush. Well, they sort of shot the bed with that one with the, uh, the, the with the Doink feud. I like the Kona Crush because of the uh, the theme music and the entrance music was brilliant. I was just what, watching '97 Raw. I liked the DOA. DOA uh, were fine. I, I DOA. It's amazing how Taker just took that whole gimmick <laughs> two, two years later. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior, as we talked about, defeated Randy Savage by count out. Look like, like at this, all right. So, like, right, the, that on the show, right, so LOD won, I think, by pinfall. Nails won, pinfall. Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels was a double count out. Uh, Natural Disasters won. Crush won. Ultimate Warrior defeats Savage by count out. Such a terrible finish to that match. Um, Taker. Defeats Kamala. Now, I never took Kamala as a serious threat to take her. Um, fireworks going off. <laughs> uh, and in our dark match, strangely, before the main event was Tatanka, defeated the Berserker. Um, this was like filmed days before it actually aired as well. Aye. Um, you couldn't do that now. No. Thank you very much to those people that caught the curtain call. Um, so yeah that's that's it Um, anything else you want to bring up before we wrap this one up and we are going to try and get I know we say that every time that should be our catchphrase shouldn't it we're going to try and get some back to some sort of regular schedule Um, but we're going to drop some of these soon aren't we because we'll maybe look at another what was that when you want to watch Bulldog versus Sean at one night only yeah Five years, five years on. Summer Slam Night. Summer Slam Night. He just came off of our network. Just continued. It's like, oh my god, what a change! What a change in the oh. roster from from one year to the next. Remember off the top of your head? Um, Ramon Was that ninety three? Was Yoko and Yoko Lex? Take a take a Gonzalez. Brett V Doink. Then Brett V Yoko. Michael's E. Perfect. Ludovic uh, Borga defeats Marty Gennetti by submission. It, it's exactly the same as Nails. Nails Virgil match. You're getting over the new heel. Um, Smoking uh, guns. Really good. 
It's 30 Aye. years on this. Like, I watched the WCW pay per view for like 30 years ago, and Dustin Rose, Tony Schiavone, Sting, <laughs> and Jim Ross. Jesus. Right, let's wrap up there because 1993 is not really a box I want to open just now. Hey, Craig, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, have you forced me? Bye. Thank you for joining me on this look back at one of the all-time classic Intercontinental matches. And absolutely never gets old. <laughs> and we will speak to you guys hopefully very very soon. Was a quite the thing media production.